Hi guys, welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss and review some of the best worst movies of all time. Join with me now, he's a good friend of mine, you've seen him at Flappers, you've seen him at the Ice House, the Apollo, he does stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's also an artist, he created our uh, fancy little cover art, we got Brandon Stewart. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing okay. Yeah. It's been it's been a year. It's been <laughs> And it's only halfway through. It's been a year. <laughs> halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been difficult. I mean, I think you were actually at one of my last performances. Probably at Flampers, yeah. I think I was at one of the last actual performances they had because as yeah. soon as my show was over, they said, Oh, we're shutting everything down. Oh, like damn. immediately. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah, I was at uh, Flappers. That was one of my last shows. But, yeah. It's really too bad, but I brought you here today to talk about a movie that's really special. Talk <laughs> yes, about it is. Oh, and yeah, it just came out. This is the newest movie I've ever done. It's a little movie called Capone with Tom Hardy, and uh, it's now free on Prime. Only reason I watched it, I watched it one night just on a whim, and it was <laughs> I was in because <laughs> I had heard if you. I know you guys are probably thinking, yes, this is the movie. Where Al Capone shits himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, oh, God. But, I mean, Josh Trank, the guy that directed this movie, has had a pretty interesting career. I don't yeah. know if you, if you followed him. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, because he made a movie called Chronicle. Right. Critically acclaimed. That was mm-hmm. his first movie. Wrote, directed it. And the studio said, hey, you know what? We want you to make a superhero movie. Right. And so he made a little movie called Fantastic Four. And that was just... I didn't see it. I know it's on Disney Plus now, yeah, so I might check um, it out now. That I've seen some of it. I know they had to do a lot of reshoots. I know Kate Mara had a really bad wig. That's, I just heard, that's the same things I've heard about I it. mean, he tried to make a dark movie about uh, a guy that can stretch his arms really far, you right. know, and like a dude that sets himself on I feel on like fire. that's what anyone does that's not a Marvel movie. They yeah, go, let's make it dark. Let's make it and grisly. Let's, yeah, let's, that's let's, the let's only play, thing they can come up with. We got a dude made of rocks, I guess. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not, it's not a serious film. It's a... It's, but yeah, so they had to but reshoot si- Not it. serious in a different way than the other fantastic four was which was just a comedy (laughs) exactly and that's you know it wasn't good but i feel like at least got the tone right right it's it's consistent it's not a serious film but the funny thing because he was talking so much shit about the movie before it came out i remember that too he was tweeting about it and he was showing up to set drunk because the studio kept interfering and they do all these reshoots so the big thing was, we didn't think this guy was going to work again. Right. Because he talks so much shit. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, he releases this movie. Well, then he was also attached to Star Wars. Was he? Too. Oh. Because they... he was supposed to make the... Rise of Skywalker? Third one, I think. No, it wasn't the third one. Was it the second one? Last it was one Jedi. of those. He was supposed to do one of them. Uh, I wonder what that would have been like. But I can't remember which movie he was supposed to do, but then there... He... Depending on what story you hear, either he was a pain to work with, or yeah. it was creative differences, or whatever. So. It was a little bit of everything, but yeah, it was... Because, I mean, Chronicle was... Apparently, I still haven't seen that. I Me either. Haven't, I haven't seen that either. I've heard it's good, so... They let him do this movie. It came out of nowhere. And yeah. it was... I don't know if it's worse than Fantastic Four, but I don't think it's better. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. This is one of those movies where I'd have no idea what year it was made. Yeah, it looks so. Like they I have no idea so that weird. it was so recent. It could have been ten years ago easily, but oh my god! But yeah, getting into it. I mean, Tom Hardy 
is in this movie. And his, I mean, him playing Al Capone is really what makes it. I just, I can't, his voice. Yeah. The way he talks. I actually have a clip I want to play. Like, this is the way he talks the entire movie right here. Inverta? I don't know. You don't know? You gotta have something you're thankful for. You gotta come up with something. Why? Because it's Thanksgiving, that's what we do. What's Thanksgiving about? Maybe with the whole thing. Uh, all right, you get the short version because you were a short person. It all started uh, when Nana and your great grandpa Gabriel they first came to America. And they roamed the land for many, many, many years searching for a new home. Back then, Nana used to ride on top of my father's back. God, so no, that's how you used to get around back then. What? What? <laughs> I mean, is he doing a penguin impression? That's is he... like what I initially. It sounded like a Muppet character. It really. Like, it, for me, it seemed like sounded like one of those people that smoked too much, and now they got that robotic thing right. a little bit on their neck. Yeah, it was just and she and I also thought he sounded a little bit like Leia in Return of the Jedi when she's the bounty hunter oh, and she's right. talking to <laughs> free, taking Han Solo out of carbonite. It's like that kind of right, and it's just it's so bad. It's just so, and I don't know much about Al Capone, and you know what? Yeah. After watching this movie. I still don't. Right. I still All I know don't. is from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Like that's I, the most I know. The only thing I know is from the movie The Untouchables, which I felt like was a good representation, mm-hmm. and I don't really remember Robert De Niro, but I don't think he talked like this. <laughs> I'd imagine not. <laughs> I think yeah. I just remembered the baseball bat. That's all I remember. Uh-huh. I just, but, and it's so funny, because I'm just trying to figure out, what was the pitch meeting for this movie? Like, right. Josh Trank comes in, like, guys, I got this idea. Al Capone. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, his rise to fame. No, 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 no. Right. The last year of his life. Like, oh. Bingo. Is he, is he gonna have flashbacks, you know, to kind of like Godfather 2, you know, his rise to start? No, no, no. He's just gonna hallucinate a lot. <laughs> right. When I saw the description at the very beginning, I was like, this doesn't sound interesting already. Just, <laughs> here's a deteriorating human being for uh, for the last year it's, of his it, life. It really could have been anybody. And it's yeah. just, it doesn't matter that it's Al Capone. <laughs> That's true. And it's just, you know, is he going to, you know, feel bad about stuff? Like, no, he's mostly just going to yell at the gardener. <laughs> right. He's going to yell at his gardeners and his wife. Yeah. He did, he did not like that gardener. He no. Was, he was not into that. All right. <laughs> and and I, I just... <laughs> I feel like the voice, too, felt like he was doing a voice the whole time. Like, it never felt like a character. Like, you can watch, like... Lincoln, yeah, and he's doing that kind of voice you don't expect for Abraham Lincoln, you know. Right. But it kind of works for the character. This whole time, it felt like he was doing a voice, and it was distracting enough that it wasn't like a cohesive character to me. Right. It just, and I admit, I've still never sat through Lincoln. Oh yeah. But I did cure my insomnia that movie. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> it's so boring. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but... But another performance-related movie where it's like... I feel like this movie was an average movie that would have been forgotten. But Tom Hardy brought it down a level, which made it more interesting. Because he made it worse. His performance is just really his dedication. And yes. So, and yes, he does shit himself. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> he keeps having his hallucinations the first time. 
because I know you guys are wondering, it's about 20 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. when he, he's having a nightmare and shits the bed. Yeah. And his wife, Linda Cardellini, who I love, yeah. and she's in this, does not age, and she's just, she's upset. Yeah. But the second time he shits himself is such a weird scene. It it's is. The only way I could describe this movie in a, on a whole is it felt like it was made by an ex-girlfriend who hated Al Capone and tried to make him look as horrible <laughs> as possible. So bad. He's in the middle of an interview and then he just shits himself and then he can't talk and he mumbles and he falls down. Like that felt like it was a kind of revenge <laughs> movie against him. It is pretty bad. And there's so much, there's this weird subplot that, I mean, this movie goes nowhere, but there's also right. multiple subplots that go nowhere where the cops are looking for this hidden money. Which is really the only through line for this whole movie. There really is. is. money. I just love the scene where, I mean, his son keeps calling him the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And then they look, but he keeps hanging up. But then they look over and the feds are just sitting there like, did you say anything? Right. Well, I couldn't (laughs) tell if he really wanted to connect with him or if he was only doing it because the feds were making it. They never really explained him. Yeah, he's just trying to find the money. And I love, because one scene, because obviously his health is deteriorating, he's got dementia, and then Kyle MacLachlan comes to this movie out of nowhere. Yeah, and he's that was this, a surprise. And he's a doctor, I guess, yeah. but he's also, he's got, he's wired, so <laughs> right. he... he so he's trying to find the money, but that whole scene where he's doing the drawings mm-hmm. and he pulls up the two, one of them's a bag of money. Right. Which one do you want to draw? Right. And wanna... by the way, we already drew the other one. So, so you can't um... pick platypus, which you already drew, or a bag of money. You want to do that? One? You want to do? You, you just draw a little map for me, please. <laughs> right. Could you just? Draw it's the... all therapy. Tell me where it's the meaningless. <laughs> But please, like, where's the ten million dollars? <laughs> right. And it was, uh, and I just think it's so funny that they thought that that was gonna work. I mean, <laughs> right? And then his son comes in, it's like, Dad, cut the shit. I right. know you're faking it. It's like, right. no, I'm pretty sure he's dying. If he's shitting himself, that's it's hard to fake that. I think. And <laughs> I totally forgot about rewatching this because his health is deteriorating, and he was in Alcatraz for about ten years. Right. He finally got caught, and his health was so bad they took him out, and he was only. Yeah, 48. That shocked movie. me, by the way, because I'm 40, oh, so he is yeah. eight years older than me, and I thought it was 75. I know, they definitely made it seem like, but I mean, when you party so hard, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's true, he did have syphilis when he yeah, was... Yeah, that'll do it to you, that'll put on 30 years. And he, God, he was just losing it. But well, that's the thing, I mean, when you look at Jim Morrison, and he was only 27, and he looked like he was at Linus 50, and he was, he was dying. And you got a whole life's worth of life lived in 30 years. Well, that's why in the 27 Club, that's after. <laughs> But what's crazy, yeah, because they had to take him out of Alcatraz. And that's the one thing I learned about him, is that it's yeah. the Alcatraz. Right, but that he got released. He was released, and he was just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> he was dying shit himself with his dementia. Poor guy. But um, what's funny, because there's so many times in this movie where you think things are happening. Like, oh, oh shit, it's getting interesting. Yeah. Just a hallucination. Right. It's not it's not real. No. It's not a thing. There's that whole that basement scene was so bizarre with Louis Armstrong. Oh right. The ball ring. I know there's a bunch of symbolism happening in yeah. that whole hallucination sequence. But, but it's so awkward. They pull yeah. him, they pull him on stage, Louis Armstrong, come on, come sing with me. And he's, he's just, just <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> around. And all the, I'll just pump out all the extras around him that have to act kind of normal. And here's just like a Cretan monster walking <laughs> down the middle. And they're supposed to pretend they're at a party. Just standing on that stage. But it's just, it's so awkward. But then they pull him into the basement and we see that guy get murdered. Yeah. Is, that was pretty grisly. Yeah, that was a rough one. Out of nowhere. Right. And don't explain it. Don't yeah. know why. Just, well, they do later. I, but they don't explain they? Well, because it's that Johnny guy that he's oh. seen. So it was yeah. him. My problem with the Johnny character, which, by the way, if you haven't seen this yet, spoiler, is not really there when he's talking to him. Was so, that Matt Dillon? That was Matt Dillon. I, I was going to ask, yeah, because his character isn't... Now, here's real. why that didn't work, that he wasn't real, because they introduced him by himself. But he wasn't, though. He was fucking... I know, but face. as far as the hallucination, if he's in Capone's mind... He's, Capone oh, is not in the scene. Saying. Yeah, he's introduced outside of Capone, so yeah. that felt like a cheat to me to introduce him as a a character in his mind. Yeah, Matt, Matt Dillon were introduced in such an awkward sex scene. I'm like, <laughs> what position are they in? And they're showing from afar. And yeah, so Capone's calling him up, and but yeah, Matt Dillon was by himself, so it doesn't. Right. I guess that was it's not like be... on Fight Club where he's on this plane. Yeah, next because to him. typically if characters are imaginary, they pop up right next <laughs> right. to you. Typically, like, like Bruce Willis, you know. In yeah. The Sixth so that felt that felt like a... for the Sixth right. Sense, By the way, I'm really sorry. what? Okay, <laughs> I'm really sorry. And if you have if you're planning on watching that tonight, I really feel so bad. <laughs> so he was, but that's the weird thing. So his character was imaginary, but so much of this movie is a hallucination, though. But some right. of these people were real. Some of them were. I knew for sure that I don't want to jump too far. I guess it's kind of the end, but the big yeah. massacre at the end, you oh, know, so isn't ridiculous. isn't real. I know, and it was so funny because once it started, I thought to myself, and I knew, wait, this isn't real. Is no. it? This isn't happening. Right? It's just in his fucking mind. right. And so there not even wasn't even a moment where I thought that it was actually happening. I know, and you could totally tell like this is for the trailer. This right. is, we really need him holding that machine gun, right? Just going berserk. Yeah, we need a take on Scarface, but put him in a diaper and a robe with the gold. <laughs> and it's so bad. It, but what's funny is because once we find out in such a weird scene, I mean, he lands in that pond, right? An alligator comes up to him. Yeah. And Which is payback from the one he shot in the ocean. But Do alligators that, go in the ocean, by the way? That, I thought it was a fish. No, it was, was an a, alligator. An alligator stole his fish. Stole his rod. fish. <laughs> but he's in the ocean. I know this is also part of his hallucination, too. But right. I don't remember alligators just I, being out in the ocean. No. I, might, I don't know. That might be... That was pretty funny, because him and Matt Dillon were, yeah, they're out to sea, and he asks him, like, where's the money, man? Right. <laughs> yeah. But then an alligator steals uh, Capone's fishing rod, and he goes, what the hell? And he so shoots he it with a shotgun. Him. But he doesn't kill him, though, does he? He kills the alligator. Oh, I missed that. I yeah. thought he just shot. No, he shoots the actual alligator. But that's a hallucination. So but it's also being, a hallucination. So he's being haunted by his own but hallucination. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's just poor... Al Capone, man. He <laughs> Poor really, guy. He lost it in the last right. year of his life. But, yeah, so the pond turns into that whole tidal wave, and then, whoop, and the whole shooting was just a figment. Yeah, the whole time. Because it's really just guys hopping out behind trees with no guns, <laughs> looking at him, and then he shoots at him, and there's literally 50 people on the property that he's it's just shooting so at. It's so ridiculous. It's just because 
the funny thing is because the whole time he hates that gardener. And yeah, he's talking that poor shit. guy, that card gardener, yeah. was really getting a raw deal. And I just love that, so he didn't shoot anyone else, but he still shot the still, gardener. Yeah, everything else was fake except the gardener <laughs> did get shot in the he leg. Really he really He told him straight up, don't touch that fucking statue. <laughs> don't touch that statue, I'm going to kill you. Because that's where the money was. Right, which yeah. I didn't realize until I kind of read up about it afterwards. Yeah. That's a, a, the whole... Buried in the water was a red herring kind of thing, and so it's actually so. in the statue, apparently. And that's how they got him. But it's just so ridiculous. It just, I don't know. I mean, the movie, it starts off like it's going to be interesting. He's walking right. down the hall, like, oh shit, someone's going to assassinate him. Right. And then immediately, nope fake out right yeah just a bunch of little kids running around my favorite thing is that before the credits happen he, he pees himself he does and then it goes to the opening credits I was like that's say, the act break or the break in the beginning and like oh now into like beautiful credits of ocean and like because typically opening credits you know they're at a pivotal part or at least like <laughs> as a hook okay here we go but right. nope, he's just sitting there just right fucking pissing himself what did you think of his makeup um, I mean, it looked pretty good. I will say okay. he looked old. He looked I mean, crazy. He I looked... thought he looked like a Dick Tracy villain from like the Dick <laughs> Tracy movies, but like all of them in rolled into one character. Like he kind of looked like Big Mouth or whatever, and he yeah. talked like Mumbles, and he also talked like the Blank. <laughs> I mean, I will say um, he looked bad. Yeah, which, which is probably is was what the they were supposed to. So I'm like, guess good job. I guess he didn't look like Tom Hardy, and I love Tom Hardy. And yeah, it was me weird, too. Weird to see him in this. Oh, by the way, I totally forgot. The first logo in this movie was that this is a Red Box production. Right, and that's when I knew. Yeah, we were in for. You know, a you're in trouble when there's about 15 production companies before the movie starts. And yeah. Because uh, the Red Box company, they also did that. Uh, I don't know if you watched that John Travolta movie, The Fanatic. No, I haven't. Oh, you have to. It's on yeah. Amazon Prime. I, uh, I oh. recommend. <laughs> yeah. That's the Fred Durst movie, right? It is. Okay. <laughs> the Limp Bizkit, yeah. It's now we're be, talking. That's going to be on this podcast. <laughs> I bet it will. Hopefully. We're waiting a while. His wife passed away. I'm waiting uh, a couple more months before okay. I roast him. But, there we go. <laughs> so, but, I mean, so this movie, I mean, like, it takes place in the last year of his life. But it's not interesting. I mean, and you get, okay, so he's trying to feel bad, doing a lot of hallucinations and stuff, a lot of metaphors, but it's just not interesting, you know? I think there's no contrast. These things should have actually shown him younger. Yeah. So that you could tell where, you give some kind of humanity to him when he's younger and be like, oh, look how far he's gone off the deep end. But he's, even in his hallucinations, he's still his current crazy self and so it's hard to empathize with them because this is all you know inside the world of this movie it is just this guy. it doesn't work too well yeah because i was talking about i mean at least you know show his rise to fame right right because there's a movie that did this a lot better where the one about jackie kennedy mm-hmm. so that with natalie nah. borman and because you don't really learn about Jackie Kennedy, but it takes place right after, you know, the JFK assassination and right. her coping with it, and it's very artsy and her dealing with it and just her, you know, public appearance. And that was interesting because, okay, let's, here's an interesting person. Let's do the most interesting thing that ever happened to her. Right. And then just work with that. It's like, okay, we got Al Capone. Let's have him, when he, you know, got arrested, <laughs> let's have him do some crimes. Right. Or something. At least make it. A movie about the interesting parts of his life, not right. deteriorating. Because it's not. In, 
interesting. It's interesting because of his performance, but on paper, it's not an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, like without like, just Tom Hardy, an art house gangster film about the last days of Al Capone. It's just it doesn't really work, and that whole. <laughs> That whole uh, hallucination, yeah, back to that whole basement. I just love when that was that like a stripper or a prostitute like slaps him. Well, whoever it's the father or the mother of his son or whatever. Right, took it as. Still working out the kinks of this podcast. Still, <laughs> That's right. Got a lot of neighbors. Got a lot of job interviews, but <laughs> but yeah. So the whole hallucination i guess because i was gonna say it was more of a fantasy but it's like no it's not because he's still getting beat up he's right. still getting... well i think he should have even in those moments been his younger self in those actual yeah times because you already know he's hallucinating he's obviously not been transported to a basement or whatever yeah so at least let him be that character for a little bit so that when I, i'm just saying we just needed that contrast because empath- yeah. they want you to empathize with this character but you just kind of feel sorry for him the whole time. Yeah, and I guess that's what they're going for. <laughs> and the whole, I mean, because Matt Dillon's not real, and he comes in and cuts his eyes out <laughs> in his dreams, and it goes, says something. But that was just, I don't know the, what that, that was, was either. Nasty. That was, <laughs> and just the whole time he's just he's losing it. Luckily, he didn't shit himself that night, but it was just yeah, <laughs> it was just more of a nightmare. <laughs> right. But it was funny because that whole. That interrogation scene with Neil Brennan randomly popping up. <laughs> that was the other thing, too. I wanted to see the pitch to Neil Brennan to be... Yeah. I don't know if he had to audition for it or if they went to him, but it's like, I gotta get this part in Capone. I okay, mean, you're gonna be with Tom Hardy in the scene. With Josh He's, Trank directing. That's right, directing. He's sitting next to you, and he won't say anything, and then he just shits his pants. <laughs> and that's the scene you're in. I actually have the clip. I'll play it real quick. <laughs> yes, if you want to listen please. to them, please. Every single day until the day they die, just like you. No. Oh. Okay, gentlemen. Oh, no. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Or what he ate this morning. Or anything else you want to ask him. If we had enough pestering for one day. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because when I saw Neil Brennan, I'm like, okay, you know, he's going to do a serious role, and they're trying to make it funny. But Yeah, I didn't what? really know the tone of that scene was supposed to be. If it... Uh, Obviously, the sound design on his shitting himself was comical. Yeah. There's no way. They placed too many sounds at just the right beats for that to be funny. So yeah, too many farts, too many of them all going, Ugh. And I just, he covers his nose, but then they immediately take it down and they just keep, <laughs> keep, interview, they keep interrogating him. All right. All right. Like, what is the point of that scene? I really just don't, I mean, he... That's what I'm saying. It feels like someone that just wanted to humiliate him. Yeah. That didn't revere. You know, most people would probably make a movie based on somebody and had some kind of, I don't know, aspirations of who this person is as a character. So it feels like they wanted to make fun of him or something. Yeah, it really was. It really was pretty bad. And then, you know, we wrap up the movie. We finally get to... His son finally shows up. Son Son shows up. And they just sit down on the porch and he holds his hand. And he... Did he die? 
I no, they died. just cut. To, they didn't even say when he died or how he died or if he died right that minute or whatever. All it cuts yeah. to, is, or it just does a thing that says over the top of it while he's holding his hand. It just says all his family members changed their name. They did, and the money was never found. Bummer. And that's all it says. It's almost as if this movie was just so pointless. <laughs> it's like watching Indiana Jones and then getting to the end and like, oh, they just didn't find the Holy Grail. It's oh, just, bummer. <laughs> no one found it. It really was the only thing that kept tying the mi- the movie together is the money. Just right. They keep trying to find it. Even his hallucinations are trying to find right. it. Right. <laughs> and he just doesn't know. So I think what they were trying to do is make the reconciliation with his son kind of the crux of the movie instead of the money yeah but since there's really no connectivity between those two it doesn't matter at the end and you still are just focused on the money because no one cares about this relationship with his son so that's why it feels like a letdown at the end it is a let a lot of this movie was indeed (laughs) a letdown it was here's how i watched this movie to make it interesting is you know you normally will watch like i'll bring this up again but a muppets movie and there's usually a human character with a bunch of puppets and they got to kind of act normal with a bunch of crazy puppets i watched this in the opposite where he was this muppet character throughout the whole movie and then everyone else had to act normal around him yeah that's what it felt like it was like an opposite muppet movie where they're just i'm i'm just talking to a normal guy and he's just literally mumbling and making noises (laughs) and grunting and I know Linda Cardellina really was uh, trying to hold her out. Yeah, uh, that whole scene when she freaks out, he calls her a bitch. She right. slaps him in the face, doesn't fall off his chair. Or something. <laughs> right. Oh, that was that was. Something that's what I'm saying. Found. Everyone else seems to be not not necessarily in a different movie, but I felt like that's they were in this average biopic movie yeah. where they're hitting all their kind of marks or whatever. But he was just off doing his. Well, he's just freestyling throughout the whole thing, just coming up with his own deal. He was so dedicated. And I no wonder... one was really going along with him. They were just kind of like, I'm still just doing my lines that I'm supposed to do, and I don't yeah. know what's going on. I wonder what they were thinking when they were making it. Just, oh, this is going to be so good. It's going to be so dramatic. I don't know. I, mean, I just I... saw the whole scene with that first one you played with Linda Cardellini, because she's looking at him with like adoring eyes and stuff. And I'm <laughs> the like, there's time. no way she's actually thinking that while oh, he's doing this. That's some good acting. That's right. <laughs> and just because they all know, like, okay, Tom Hardy, He's a good actor. I trust him. I know what he's doing. But I also noticed this too. I don't think I've ever understood a word he said in anything he's ever been in. Huh? Yeah. I mean. Bane. You can hardly understand him. Mad Max. He just grunts and makes noises. Even in um, that movie Venom, which was enjoyably bad too. (laughs) His accent in that. I don't know what it was. What that is either. But it wasn't American. Did you ever watch Taboo on FX that he was in? I did not. So that was another show and I stopped watching it just because I didn't know what he was saying. The whole movie. (laughs) Or the whole show. Like, I made it me three episodes. I never caught a word that came out of his mouth. Even Dunkirk, he's got his thing on, his over his face the yeah, entire movie. Yeah, okay. and I don't know he's in, in Inception, but I can't remember he is. if he just had his English accent or what he was doing in that one either. I barely even remember him in that. Yeah, but right, he, me either. But, yeah, but he was he definitely like. in that movie. <clears throat> I feel like he did like what Benicio Del Toro did in Usual Suspects, because he was yeah. like, but he did that for a reason. I know, he was trying he to did stand it beca- out. No, he, tried to, he did it because none of his lines mattered. So oh, he yeah. said to the director, he goes, nothing I says means matters to this movie, so I'm just going to make it so you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, the so throw- there was a point to that. Yeah, I know, he's a throwaway character. Yeah, and so, but he was. Do- this is the main character doing I it for the entire movie. It really doesn't work. 
But what's funny, yeah, because like you mentioned, it would have been such an average movie, little wannabe art house gangster, if it wasn't for you know Tom yeah. Hardy's dedication and just the pointlessness <laughs> of it all. It really right. is just. It's so. Oh, we forgot to talk. I think we were talking about a little bit the. He can't smoke cigars anymore. (laughs) So the doctor says we have to give him these carrots. Right. Which I didn't get if that was... Did he know they were carrots or did he think he had cigars? Like, was it a psychological thing or a uh, oral fixation thing? I think it's the oral fixation. So he knew it was a carrot. I I mean, he had to have at least known he's not that crazy. I don't know. (laughs) And that's where the movie really takes a huge turn. Because, I mean, you're trying to... I'm trying to take this movie seriously, but you got him drawing these drawings like a five-year-old with carrots sticking out. Like a giant carrot. Sticking out of his mouth. Right. And it's just... And even wasn't before he goes on his giant shootout, he has a carrot sticking out of his mouth. Kind of like... Even the set, what is he, Bugs Bunny? But not... Yes, he (laughs) does. And he is. Literally, Bugs Bunny Bunny with a Tommy gun at the end. Oh, that was... (coughs) Excuse me. That's okay. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, this was a... This was definitely a movie. I wouldn't say it was good. Uh, Do you recommend it? I do for the performance. Like, it's kind of worth watching him... What he's doing. Like, there's no point to any of it. That's what... Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting to see. He's just playing around, like, as an actor. I feel like he's just doing it for himself. Exactly, because when I watched this, because I kept thinking to myself, this whole movie is just hallucinations, then I'm going to end up liking it. Because <laughs> right. of how bad, like, this is so stupid. And once it gets the little shootout and it reveals the whole thing is just to be Because it's not about the decline of his ment- mental state. Yeah. He's already there at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's so he's already, so you can't follow him on any kind of journey. There's yeah. no where to go, because he's already... As bad as he's going to be. Yeah, because the tone, I mean, again, going back to the beginning, because it starts, you think it's serious, it's a fake out, he's just chasing a bunch of kids around, mm-hmm. and they run in the mud, but then he looks over and he sees, I believe he's supposed that to be, kid. Uh, the kid, it's the, supposed to be himself, right? I don't know if it's his son or not, or if it's himself. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be a younger version of himself looking at him. I don't know, because every time he saw that kid with the balloon was supposed to be his son. Oh, okay. But so, what I didn't understand is there was a scene, the part where he shits himself in the bed. Right. Is that kid lifts up his shirt and he's got a bunch of bullet holes in him. Oh, so I didn't okay. know what that was supposed to signify because his son didn't die. It's so, it's supposed to be so artsy. It's supposed to be, what does this all mean? But right. I mean, if you're going to make a movie like that, make it about someone who's not an Al Capone. Right. <laughs> Al Capone or not a... having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Because then these this metaphors don't mean anything if you're insane. Yeah, you know? just make it a just a straightforward gangster flick. Right. I mean, because I, I mean, I feel like the Irishman did that a lot better. Here's his deteriorating yeah. health and his you know guilt of having an entire <laughs> well, what works, life. Also, at the end, of, let's take Goodfellas for example. At the very end of Goodfellas, he's an average Joe yeah. living in his house, and he's become everything that he despises. Yeah. But we got to watch him have this gangster life all the exactly. way up until then, and so it has a big punch at the end because it's like. He's become everything he despises. Either in flashbacks or actually do a large biopic where this is that very end of the movie where it's like a guy riding high in the hog. He's, you know, living the life. He's a gangster. He's a millionaire. And then here's where he ends up at the end is this mentally deteriorating shit machine. Exactly. Then it's got a punch. I just really didn't understand 
if we were supposed to empathize with him, if we were supposed to not like him, if we were supposed to be happy that he's in this state that he's in, you know, because it felt kind of like that, it, like a Saw movie where you're supposed to kind <laughs> of revel in these horrible things happening. It definitely felt like the last 20 minutes, The Irishman just extended for, except, oh, let's give Robert De Niro dementia, let's have mm-hmm. him lose his health and everything, make it really depressing. But no, The Irishman had that whole three hours right. of him being a gangster and being a terrible person. Yeah, so. I don't know if they're counting on us knowing enough about Capone to just fill in all the blanks of his past. Yeah, because, yeah, we really don't, and this movie answered zero questions. It's just... <laughs> right. All I knew is that, yeah, he lived till he was 48, he had the health that was just the worst, and he got syphilis when he was 15. That's <laughs> That's all I knew. I didn't know yeah. how his rise to fame. How did Luckily, he get the scars? I don't even know that yeah. either. Yeah. All I know is that from the movie Untouchables, and yeah. everything else is just... Yeah, gobbledygoo. I don't really. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know if he's also playing doing this voice with the idea that this is his voice because of his state that he's in, or is as far as Tom Hardy's coming into it as, or is he thinking this is how he always talks since he yeah, was forever, like, or mean, is this his voice now? That that's what I also wanted to see. That's why I wanted him to be younger at some point. And it's like, did he have? Because there's this one yeah. moment where he sees himself in the mirror and he's younger. Right. For a moment. And I really wanted him to say something. Just yeah, so I could see if his voice was crazy like it is now. Or, and it's always been. Or is, does he, did he have a normal voice at one point or something? Assuming, but, yeah. Because, I mean, I guess there's really no audio of Al Capone available. Is there? Was there? Uh, yeah, I don't was, know. I don't think they had it back. Because he was, you know, big in the 20s, I think. Right. And that's, back, <laughs> yeah. that's before the talkies. Yeah, so. so I don't know if there is any kind of reference for that. But I'm pretty sure Robert De Niro did not do that voice in <laughs> the other Al Capone movies. So it was just a weird artistic choice that yeah. probably shouldn't have happened. Right. But yeah. I, I would do. liken it to Joker that just came out. Right. As far as performance over... The story of Joker's not very interesting as far as the movie and as far as my interpretation of watching it but walking phoenix makes that movie right be in a different level than it would have been but it goes in the other direction where it makes it a little better because of who he is and like i said earlier tom hardy makes it worse because of his character portrayal but that makes it stand out too so i mean that's a win i guess for everybody involved i think it was enjoyably bad i think it might be you know, like a cult classic. <laughs> At least at some point. I don't know. I think, yeah, it's, I I mean, think it's hilarious. It could be one of those things where everybody has to take a shot when he shits himself kind of movie. Yeah. You know, whatever it is or whenever he... It has a carrot in mumbles. his mouth. I thought, too, that he sounded a lot like... Uh, a lot of the, his dialogue was ADR. Like It, it felt yeah. like a Popeye cartoon. Because Popeye cartoons, they didn't actually do any... Um, dialogue beforehand right. they just animated the cartoon and then had him go like over the top like yeah. over the top of it it felt like a lot of that was going on like they just yeah. had him in the studio going eh, uh, 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 eh. like it's almost, over it. it it's almost like he did something differently the entire time <laughs> right. and then they brought him in oh, no 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 let's switch it this up interesting he, enough this is boring you do not sound enough like the penguin it <laughs> really <right>. was <laughs> Yeah, it was so. That's bad. a good comparison, Penguin from the the Burgess the Burton. Meredith. Yeah. Oh no, I think think the Burton. 
Oh, Batman, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> I still haven't revisited that movie. It's a little, it's a little much for me. <laughs> I didn't like it when I was a kid. It was just oh crazy. yeah, the first one scared me too. Yeah, the first Batman, was, but yeah. yeah. Well, do you have anything you want to plug or promote? I mean, I don't know. There's probably I don't know when comedy's ever. Coming yeah, back, I don't know either. Yeah, I'm kind of just working on art right now and stuff. So you can visit my. Uh, website at brandonstewartdesign.com and I've got some stuff that I'm just kind of working on there and dabbling in drawing because I'm stuck in my house. So. Yeah, aren't we all? That's right. I'm not That's a big good. content creator like a lot of these people. <laughs> it's okay. It's Give it time. That's right. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. But yeah, great seeing you. Uh, thanks yeah. for coming on. Thanks for watching and like going through this movie. Of course, I was excited because I hadn't seen it. So it's a uh, it's different. But yeah, hopefully see you again. Hopefully see you at, at Flappers or something. I don't. Yeah, I'd love to do this again too. If you got another movie down the line, um, so got quite a few. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Excellent. you.